For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. You're tuned into the Believe in Bengals show with Solomon Wilcox and Adam Pacman Jones. Hello, everyone. This is the Believe in Bingo podcast delivered by 828 Logistics. He is Adam Pacman Jones. I'm Solomon Wilcox. And Adam, look, Cincinnati Bengals are now two and two. We get to go back and Talk about the game that we saw on Thursday night as the Bengals come away a winner. 27 to 15 was the final over the Miami Dolphins. And the things that stood out to me was the performance of Joe Burrow and the offense because we took the very first possession of the the game and scored the touchdown going right down the field for the second straight week. We did it against the Jets, did it again against the Dolphins on Thursday night. We started fast. That's We've been talking about that on the show, Sally. Starting fast. They started really fast. Joe go in there and, and punch it on in there for five yards. And then T, T, uh, T. Higg, uh, he get one early on, on one of the best corners in the league, too. So, as you can see, they was doubling, um, chased the whole game. Um, but we started fast. And we're getting all the details. But we started fast. And it's always good when you can start fast and get points early. Look, I think the offense has um, got hot. Let's face it. Look, we started off 0-2. It's not how you want to start. But you talk about this often, that if you break the season up in quarters, right, four games, we're 2-2 two and two after four games. Uh, it's not where you uh, prefer to be. You'd like to be 3-1 and one or 4-0. and oh. uh, But the fact that the Bengals have been able to turn it around, what did you see in this Dolphins game Thursday night to um, lead you to believe that we're going to be getting more of what we saw in that Thursday night game? Um, Just how up-tempo the offense was, how he, he spread the ball around, how we took advantage of a lot of things that um, even the play calling, you know, the half roll when he threw the ball back with T. I mean, say uh, Tyler Boyd coming back across the field. Um, you could tell they're getting in rhythm um, and syncing together as a team. My biggest thing was the 63-yarder field goal. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, this is amazing, man. I, I I haven't seen nothing like this in, in, in my time of playing football where a kicker kicking 63-yarders with confidence and had probably two, five more yards on it. Yeah, there's no doubt. Look, I'm just glad we got the snap and the hold right. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, but look, there's no doubt if you if you snap it and you hold it, Evan McPherson is going to knock it through. What impressed me, to be honest with you, is that we took care of the football. We didn't turn it over. Um, Joe Burrow has now gone seven of his last eight games with zero turnovers. Did have two touchdown passes in the Thursday night game against a really good Miami Dolphins defense. But to come out of a game, if you told me the Cincinnati Bengals offense they're not going to turn it over. I'll tell you, we're going to win 90% of those games. Yeah, and I would totally agree with you, too. Um, the, the first, it, it started off all crazy, but 
after we go back and look at it now on the first quarter of the season, we're still tied to be in first place after this week, Solid. So we were, <laughs> it's not bad as what we what some people making it to be. Me and you've never been in the panic, but I think um there's it's finished start. You know, you know how they do, they come in boats. Um guys are are getting in football shape. They they they're feeling feeling back to normal, you know what I mean? Um it's been four games. Our preseason's over with now. It's time to rock and roll, baby. See, you and I, we're used to being in a boat where there's water coming in the boat. But we've we've plugged a few holes in our lifetime. We've we've yeah. seen water leaking into the boat, didn't panic. Cause at 0-2, water was leaking into the boat. Let's face yeah. it. And had we fallen to 0-3 against the Jets, the water would have been coming in pretty quickly. And you would have seen us starting to you know, started to get on the life vest a little bit <laughs> and started with the panic, but we'd have been putting on our life vest. And thank goodness we didn't have to do that. And uh, the Cincinnati Bengals are playing so much better offensively. I think they're much more organized. There's still one area with this team because uh, we average below three yards per carry in the run game, 24 carries for Joe Mixon. Um, they're not getting him back to the line of scrimmage. He averaged I think 2.7 yards per carry. We got to get this run game going. Uh, you know, Aaron, we got to get it going. Real quick, because it's going to get cold. We got to be able to run the ball with Joe. This is no, no if and buts about it. Because we're not going to be able to sit back there and throw the ball 70 plus times when it gets to November and December. So we got to figure out what, what's going on up front, man. Um, I think they did do better in the passing game when it came to blocking. Um, but the running game, was the blocking was not there. Hey, look, you mentioned it. With all the double coverage that we see taking place um, on uh, Jamar Chase, um, T. Higgins, who we're going to talk about in our next segment, um, obviously making plays. Um, there's no doubt that T. Boy is a playmaker. Uh, this guy has an energy and the juice and the toughness that I think lends itself to our offense being tough and, and when it comes to the lack of our ability to run the ball. And I'm liking what Hayden Hurst brings to this offense at the tight end position uh, every yes. single week. So tell me what you're seeing from Hayden Hurst. He's tough. He's physical. He's a football player. He's one of those guys, when you look at him, you say, man, that guy right there, he's just a football player. He's a really good football player. And, man, he shows it week in and week out. The tough competitiveness this week, you know, he he's, he he can do it all. He can block, he can catch, um, and he played with that that fire. You know what I mean? He's excited out there. You can tell he played with a lot of emotions. Listen, uh, he's a former first-round pick with the Baltimore Ravens. Yes. This kid was played in the SEC at South Carolina, came out a highly graded first-round pick type player, and I believe that he's already won over Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow is comfortable going to Hayden Hurst on third down especially. He had three catches in the Thursday night game against the Miami Dolphins. He's a chain mover. Every time he catches the ball, he's running over and through defenders to move the chains and hit that first down marker. I think like T-Boy, I think he gives our, our offense a, the ability to complete passes over the short intermediate part of the field. And that when they do catch it, he's a tough guy to tackle and get on the ground. And with all that being said, that's why the running game should be better because they're not even filling up the box. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's they got to double somebody, so we should be running the ball a little bit better, man. And 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 
we we got to figure that out. But hey, Hurst is 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 a football player, and he's a damn good football player too. Time now to talk about that's right, the performer of the week, brought to you by the wonderful people at Eli Sports Bar and Grill, and of course our performer of the week, Adam Jones, is none other than we got to start calling him the playmaker, and that is T Higgins. Because yes. T was putting in that work, had his first 100-yard receiving game of the season on Thursday night. Oh, man. Did he put on the show? I love it. Like he said, uh, I called him out. I'm like, yo, T, you, you doing your thing. He's like, man, I just got to <laughs> answer when my number is called. We all got playmakers over here. So, man, I'm, I'm excited for T, man. He is playing at a high rate right now. It's, it's re-up time. It's re-up time, and he, he's going to be very happy at the end of this year because, woo, he is going to get paid. Yeah, T is eligible for a new contract at the end of the 2022 season, as you well know. He's playing under his rookie contract. Um, that's collectively bargained. After you're done with the third year on a rookie contract, you're eligible to negotiate a new contract, even though you still have one year left on that four-year deal. You do not want him to be the lame duck playing on the final year of a four-year rookie deal. That's why you tend to sign talented rookies who you drafted, who've come through for you like T. Higgins. You want to sign them after that third season. He was targeted nine times, Adam, in the Miami Dolphins game. Seven catches, 124 yards, and a 56-yard beautiful touchdown beating one of the top cornerbacks in our league and Xavier Howard on a 56-yard rainbow from Joe Burrow. Talk to me about what you saw in that play and what is it about T. Higgins that allows him to beat one of the best cornerbacks and all pro and Xavier Howard? I think the best thing about T is his separation when he sees the ball. Um, he's very good with his hands. So if you're if if you ain't right there like smacking his hip and running with him, He's so long that he can like push your hip or just and get a little bit of separation. It don't seem like a lot. And um, once you get that separation, you get a chance to make plays. But he is unbelievable once the ball is up in the air as far as creating separation, definitely with the deep balls. Um, you can go back to last year. Um, he is really good with his hands of a quick little touch that get him a feet or two away from the defender where he can use his length to go catch the ball. But he, he is playing at a high level right now, man. T. Higgins, our performer of the week. That's right. Yeah. Brought to you by Eli Sports Bar and Grill. We have not had a player like this for the Cincinnati Bengals since our guy Slim, since Chris Henry, right? Yes. That kind yes. of, that kind of, when I'm even, I'm leaving. I'm his, even, his, I'm leaving. His long stride, his catch radius, because he can go up and grab it, uh, and he can track the ball. I mean, Chris Henry was one of the absolute best. I had him in the category of Randy Moss. Yes. That's where T. Higgins, I'm telling you right now, his explosive ability down the field, uh, and I think even the best defenders are finding they can be with him all the way up until the ball arrives. And that's yes. when he separates to make a play on the ball. We saw him do it in the Super Bowl. We saw him do it again in this Thursday night game on that 56-yard touchdown catch. Big time play T. Big money T, big play T. <laughs> Keep doing it, man. We, we watching you. You're putting on the show for us. We got our popcorn ready. So I'm going to tell you what I saw I, when I went. You and I were there the same day. We went over to Cincinnati Bengals training camp this summer. 
And I got to tell you, I came away from the practice. There was a couple of players I was impressed with, but the one player that, because you know, when you watch practice, man, practice, some people come to work and they're very intentional about how they're performing in practice. And yeah. you, I, I tend to understand the energy of guys who really are about putting in that work when they're at practice. And I came away saying, man, T. Higgins looked better in year number three than he did in year number two. His shoulders are bigger. He's filled in that frame. He's stronger. And you know this. Pittsburgh's and he got his weight down. His weight looked really yeah. good right now. You can tell how he, he's fast. He, he's back. He's back. Well, the Pittsburgh Steelers put a hit on him week one. Then he took another hit from the Cowboys. And this guy just continued to keep bouncing back. They're, you and I both know most wide receivers tapping out, man, when they're getting tagged like that. So he's been tested in that sense. And I think he's passed it, the physicality test with flying colors. Yeah, like who don't want to play when you got all of these these guys on the Bengals roster right now? Like, I don't want to miss a game. You know what I mean? I want to I want to enjoy this. This is a fun time. This is a great team. And they are playing at a high level, regardless of what the records say. They know what what type of caliber team they are. You know what I mean? So that's why I want to ask them, uh, why, why the slow start? Because we talking about all this talent we got. We know this is a talented team. So, Adam, I'll ask you, why the slow start then? Why, why, is it, why did it take this long to get cooking on offense? Well, you got to go back and look at everything. Joe had surgery a week before first game. They really didn't not, play. At the, at the beginning of training camp, he had surgery. At the beginning yeah. of August. Yeah. August. Yeah. A week, three weeks before the first game. They only played two. Uh, preseason game my my point is like it take time to jail they didn't play no uh preseason and they just came out you know so i i think it, it's gonna take a little time so i think joe is back though joe is playing joe football he 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 is back um the receiving court looked really good this line we got we got it we got to get we got to get a little bit more physical because we're gonna need to run the ball when they get cold man hey so here's my point Joe Burrow said this is the most time that he's ever had to throw the ball against the Miami Dolphins since he's come into the National Football League. He was sacked only once in the game. Um, the Miami Dolphins came in averaging 20 pressures per game, fourth best in the NFL. There was only 13 pressures on Joe Burrow in the Thursday night game, sacked only one time. He did have the two touchdown passes and led the team to three offensive touchdowns, tying their season high for offensive touchdowns in a single game this season. They have three against the Jets, three again against the Miami Dolphins. So he was well protected. We got to take a break. We're coming back right here on the Believe in Bengals podcast, delivered by 828 Logistics. This has been our performance of the week segment. Adam, look, this defense for the Cincinnati Bengals, to me, I think it's been the most consistent part of our game every single week, other than maybe late in that Dallas game when we could have just held Cooper Rush from getting that game-winning drive. I think this Bengals defense has brought it every single week. And you know how I know they brought it this week? Man, two picks by Vaughn Bell. Yeah. And the fact that Tyreek Hill was coming to town talking trash, he had his 160 yards, but I'll give him all them yards. If we can keep them out of the end zone, Cincinnati Bengals only allowed one touchdown the entire game against a Miami Dolphins team that's been cooking against everybody else. 
Oh my God! You said Von Bell. He was all over the place. The two interceptions, the two ball deflection, four tackles. Um, it it was it was an unbelievable defensive day. Um, the one thing I came in saying last week was, as long as we don't give up the deep ball, we'll be all right. Um, they did get the the one um that Tyreek got, but for the most part, I think we we kept everything in front of us and 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 played downhill. But um, Louis doing a great job with second half. Uh, uh, uh adjustments um as far as putting guys in the right spot so um kudos to lou and 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 the defensive gang over there but von bell man you played a hell of a game man keep going von bell was a difference maker we got yes. i think two two of the best safeties in the league i would not trade our safeties jesse bates and von bell for anybody else in the nfl i'm mm-hmm. just telling you that right that's how much i like both of these guys i hope we keep this tandem together but i want you to help our viewers to understand what Luana Romo is doing. When you play cover two man, you have two safeties deep, you're playing man underneath. And when you got guys like Jalen Waddle came into the Thursday night game averaging 100 yards receiving per game. And a guy like Tyreek Hill came in Thursday night game also averaging 100 yards receiving per game. If you're going to go press man to man on those guys, if you want to have help over the top, two man is probably the best coverage you can use when you got two threats that can break your back on any given play, talk to us about how two man helps our corners and why our safeties can lay in wait. And when Tua tried to get one over the top, Von Bell was sitting there waiting, rotating over the top of Tyreek Hill. So two man is, is, is a shell coverage, but the corners and the, the nickel guys are going to play inside leverage and jump anything that's really coming inside, you know, if they cutting the split down, it's, you got to be a little careful there. But you know, if they go deep, that you should have some kind of help back there. Um, there's no way they should catch a go ball, a post ball. Um, your job, my job as the as the 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 cornerback or the nickel, is to protect inside leverage. The hardest play for me is probably the seven route. I would say, you know yeah. what I mean, yeah. from a from a, a cut the slot, split. from the yeah, slot, yeah, from the slot, um, slot or cut split. Um, but, yeah, you know you got help. And I think Lou did a great job of letting them know, like, y'all are not going to beat us going deep. Yeah. And I don't yeah. think I don't I don't think Miami Dolphins is a team that want to dink and dunk the ball the whole game. They want to take shots. Um, they like to play action. So um, we was well prepared. Well prepared. How about this? This is how you know we were well prepared. And I like you breaking down what cover two man uh, really is and how it goes away to taking away those deep balls. Uh, because – the Cincinnati Bengals held the Miami Dolphins to two of 10 on third down, 0 for 1 on fourth down. So when you can hold a team that, remember, that put up all, close over 500 yards total offense, right, against the Baltimore Ravens, six touchdown passes against the Baltimore Ravens, and when you can, uh, they lit up the Buffalo Bills, let's remember, and you can keep them to only converting twice on, th- on 10 third down plays, and when they go for it on fourth down, you send them packing back over to the bench. Uh, Lou Anaromo, uh, I'm telling you right now, my man, uh, you're hitting in that that elite. He's playing chess. Everybody else yes, is playing chess. Is. Yes, he is. And he is up there at the top right now. He is at the top, at the top, at the top. Um, the things that he's doing to, to, to change up the first half and second half, it, 
is 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 brilliant by our coach and the way he played with the safeties. He got two really good safeties. So when you got these two good safeties that know how to disguise and do different things, it's hard for quarterbacks. And it's easier for us to play as a group when you got them guys back there to know know how to disguise and make things look different to the quarterback. Dolphins offense scored only one touchdown in the Thursday night game. The stingy Cincinnati Bengals defense making plays in the secondary against a home run hitting offense with guys like Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle on the field and Tua Tungavailoa throwing BBs down the field. Um, Adam, there was a lot of news circulating after the injury to Tua Tungavailoa and the Cincinnati Bengals game on Thursday night at Paycor Stadium. Josh Tupo sacks him. He goes to the ground and again, four days after hitting the back of his head in the Buffalo Bills game, it happens again in the Thursday night game against the Cincinnati Bengals, and it wasn't pretty. This was very stunning visually for a lot of NFL fans. He was taken to the hospital. He did later fly back with the team. He was found to be okay. But now the league is thinking about changing some of his concussion protocols. I ask you, after hitting his head one week before uh, in the uh, game against the Bills, should he have even been playing in the Thursday night game? Uh, I, I don't think he should have played. Um, and, you know, it's it's a sticky tick, sticky situation when you're talking about guys and injuries. Um, um, I, that, that was a bad situation. I feel bad for him. I hope he's okay. Um, I've had C3, C4 neck surgery. Yeah. And um, that, that thing's scary, man. Um, you can't play with, with, with neck injuries. Um, just you got to think or about neck. Head or yeah, neck, right? Head or neck. You know what I mean? You got to think about the future. But um, this, this, it was sad. You know, everybody, I think the whole stadium was quiet um, um, when this happened. So um, shout out to Tua. I hope he's okay. Um, but I, I definitely don't think he should have played. Yeah, and, and the reason why I agree with you that I don't think he should have played either, remember, it was just on Sunday. Thursdays, four days later, um, he's playing in the game. Um, and, and that Sunday game against the Bills, he hit the back of his head. He tried to get up and run to the huddle. He, he literally collapsed. He was wobbly. He was more than woozy. He was wobbly. And that, if that's, listen, I'm not a doctor, but if that's not a sign of a concussion, you try to get up, run to the huddle, you nearly collapse. You can, you got the noodle legs, right? So that to me is why he shouldn't have been played. The league has agreed because on Saturday uh, they announced that they are now in agreement to revise and update their concussion protocols. The independent neurologist who was at the Dolphins game against the Bills, who okayed for Tua to go back into the game because he went back into that game, uh, has been relieved of his duties. And this guy is not a guy that works for the Dolphins. He worked independently, hired by the league, um, mm -hmm. and the NFL was not happy that based on his findings that he sent Tua back into that game. But what's more, now people are putting eyeballs on the league because the league should have did something to maybe not even allow Tua to play four days later against the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, it's a tough situation with all the head injuries and all, all the CTE, everything that's going on when it comes to head or neck injuries. You have to, you have to kind of, you have to, you got to get that right. You can't mess that up. You get what I'm saying? So um, sorry for the doctor, um, but he made a bad decision, which, you know, sometimes. Hey, listen, I would just say this, and, and 
uh, this is not, to, I don't want to make light of the situation. Some jobs, you don't get to make mistakes. Like if I'm playing in the NFL secondary, my mistake is the other team scores a touchdown, everything going to be okay. Maybe. I might get fired if I had let that happen too many times. But if you're an airplane pilot, if you're a doctor, (laughs) hey, bro, I'm going to need you to be perfect today. (laughs) You know what I mean? You know what I mean, Adam? (laughs) I'm just saying. Hey, you ain't lying. I need you to be right. <laughs> I'm gonna need you to not make no mistakes, bro. Okay, we and sometimes you gotta be perfect at your job. I just named a couple. <laughs> okay, yeah. where you you don't get to flood this up. Uh, we want you to continue to join us on the Believe in Bingo podcast delivered by 828 Logistics. We want you to continue to join us right here on Valley Sports Ohio Channel 43 on Spectrum Cable. Uh, this has been a wonderful, wonderful show. I want to thank our very own Adam Pac-Man Jones for hanging out with me, talking Cincinnati Bengals football, two and two, getting ready to be three and one. Continue to join us on the Believe in Bengal podcast delivered by 828 Logistics. Thank you for joining us, everyone. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.